0: had the indoor championship and I'm like all right well I'll just go pro and it was crickets you know companies were in no way shape or form ready to you know sign athletes and you know commit to to athletes and understandably so but uh just because all through college I think people had this idea of what my career would be you know stay where I was and sign with a certain brand and I just from the outside it seemed really I was really predictable but um I don't want to yeah I don't want to limit myself in any way and
1: uh you can name it in three two one
0: Danny Jones signs with a a slow meandering affair he wants to kick he's gotta go now with Josh Keon
1: all right,
0: here, David Ribbage. Josh Kerr. David Ribbage.
1: Josh Kerr's for real. The fastest c 2 1500 George meters. Josh Kerr on
0: the road. outside. Way up front now is David Ribbage.
1: All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Sit and Kick podcast. I'm your host, David Ribbage.
2: And I'm your bear host, Josh Kerr. Today, we're sitting and kicking it with a newly minted Coronavirus 2020 Pro. I know that sounds weird, but that's where we're at right (laughs) now. You may know her as the face of the Colorado Buffalo Distance Squad or the newest member of the Boss Group. However, I would best describe her as the Lobo's worst cross-country nightmare. She boasts NCAA titles from the 1500 up to the 6K and it, of course, indeed is Danny Jones. Welcome.
0: Hey guys, thanks for having me and thanks for that wonderful introduction. I love being well, known as the, well, you know, the low, just, low intimidation factor.
2: Pilates, um, crush workouts, like disgusting workouts. And I just want to get this out of the way early, like you beat Wayne. How, how did you even do that? Like <laughs> I, I, I was watching the race, I was like, nah in the bag and then in and then the you dog. come out and, and just cross the last mile. So what was going through your head? What was that training like? That must have been some crazy shape you're in because Wayne ain't getting beaten easily.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean honestly I've watched Wayney race too and I'm not really sure how I beat her either. But um, I don't know. I, I was lucky to have a really good team that they were all really fit and we were all really excited and pumped up and there are a lot of seniors and we we're just excited and I passed Mark with like a K to go. And he just said, everybody looks great. And I think he meant to say, you can, like, you're fine. Don't freak out. You don't have to win for us to win today. But I took it as well. If they're running really great, I need to be running really great. So, (laughs) (laughs) uh, and I I give um, Erica Burke some credit too, because she did a really good job closing gaps that day. But um, yeah, that was just, it was madness. It It was a really good day.
1: Was that kind of an upset with that team in 2018 that you guys won? Because I was in Wisconsin. Um, but I don't think any of the group that I was with pegged, to, like, you guys, to pull off that victory as a team. Like, what was your guys' mentality going in? Because obviously Colorado is, like, notorious for cross-country victories. And was there any factor with the snow? Like, did that snow element help the team at all?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't like when people are like, well, it's snowing, so, like, yeah. Colorado was going to win. But like, Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> But it's funny, yeah. I mean, I I think we're always expected to be on the podium. I think the athletic department expects that. I think a lot of people expect that in the sport. But um, I don't think – I mean, there were polls going – or, like, bets and stuff going around, like, pro athletes betting on teams and individual winners. And I remember, like, a lot of people – a lot of pros in Boulder were, like, not betting on us. Like, I don't think – and I I gave them a lot of crap for it later. But (laughs) I don't think – a lot of people pegged us to win and um so yeah i guess i'd, I'd call it an upset for sure
2: yeah I think is it's interesting for sure and you know i wouldn't i wouldn't say i wouldn't say the weather really had much to do with it but you know i just i just need to know how to beat wayney personally i need to know how to do it but <laughs> yeah josh and <laughs> <Right,
0: right. laughs>
2: um, so you know you, you didn't go very far for your uh for your professional group and so how is boss life how is uh how is the life and, and arguably one of the best female training groups in the world?
0: Yeah. Well, thank you for, for saying that. I don't think uh, our group gets enough credit. And I think when I was looking around, um, it was pretty obvious to me being able to stay in Boulder. Um, Joe boss is extremely um, intelligent and thoughtful coach and everyone on the team has, a lot of different strengths and they've had a lot of success and uh, it was just it was a pretty um I think it was it was a great decision for me and it, it's been awesome with training and just a really a good change of pace
2: Setup up is it you know I know there's a lot of brands there and stuff so you know when when normally someone signs with the team they're signing with a brand um but it's mm-hmm. probably one of the only groups that you don't sign with a brand so you know what's is that structure weird or different? I mean, obviously, you don't know much different than, than that, but, you know, is it like everyone has their own little things they have to do with their own brands? Is that really how it works? Or are you pulled into, like, a a New Balance situation because of, you know, the heads of the group um, are a New Balance?
0: Yeah, I think people get it confused a little bit just because, you know, Emma is such a big part of the group and, you know, Corey and Boris are also New Balance um, but it really is it's not a new balance sponsored group. Uh everybody has their own deal and their own stuff going on. So it is unique in that way where um, you know, Joe really conducts practice and himself as a coach and the team as I mean I don't wanna I mean, kinda of just out of the goodness of his heart really and just like wanting to be a good coach and doing this best for us. You know, there's no brand helping the whole group as a whole. You know, we go to camp and um, you know, no one's helping us in that way. So, um, and yeah, everyone does their own thing. You know, there's girls doing their own individual uh, sponsorship stuff. And it's been fun for me to see too, because I can really get an idea of what it's like to be sponsored by different brands before I decide um, on a sponsorship in a shoe company. So that, that's been helpful for me too as well.
1: No, that's definitely cool. That's a good factor. I feel like in something that's not appreciated either in the sport is a group of athletes being able to come together on separate sponsorships and work together on like one goal and like have one thing mm-hmm. in common. And that's just like running fast and being invested in each other's future, because I feel like as like an NCAA athlete, um, which we'll get into, I think, a little bit um, later, um, like as an ath- NCAA athlete, when you're going out of college, you just think I have to if I want to join this team, that means I also have to sign with this company. And so I'm curious if, like, in the future, that is something that happens where um, NCAA athletes don't only look to sponsors. They now also just look to teams in general. Um, Hopefully that becomes a status quo um, because I think it is also a a really good alternative to the whole sponsored team group.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, it can be – obviously there are perfect formulas of perfect sponsor, you know, perfect coach and team and, like, fit for one person. but um, you know, I think, I think it's possible for someone to like the company and not like the coach or like the coach and not, the, and it's just, you know, it gets kind of messy. And, um, I think groups are great and I think they're a great way to, um, keep you focused and dialed in, but, um, they can be a little tricky at times, just, you know, all, all things have to come together to make a right when you're deciding, I think.
2: I think we're gonna to move towards that, you know, as as time goes on, it's very difficult to get um, a kind of like a freelancer deal at this point. We've spoken about this before where you know you you work you you kind of sign with the brand and and you don't get put to a group because um, it does come with a lot of trust. I think with distance groups, um we are like we are very group strong, but when if you look at sprinters, it's like, yeah, maybe they'll stay with their college culture, maybe they'll move and and because you can work more individually as a sprinter, I guess. So, you know, maybe maybe that's what we're moving towards instead of going for the freelance look. It's more of a, OK, let's let's work directly with the brands, get get a deal you want. And then, you know, you can approach and, and work with the, the coach that you want. And, you know, maybe that means athletes pay the coach individually rather than the, the brand paying the coach. But maybe maybe that's something that we're moving towards. And that's, to me, that's quite exciting. So, you know, as, as long as the athletes are getting the deals that they want, I think it's very I think it's very good for the sport.
0: Right. Yeah, I agree.
1: So you guys just came off of the Colorado mile, which is a pretty cool thing because that was like a a big fundraiser that you guys had. And then also like really great results. I mean, Emma ran the Colorado mile record who took it from you. So I'm sure that was like a a bittersweet, cool moment. (laughs) Um, So do you guys have anything else planned and then talk about kind of like that buildup because you guys were at altitude camp, right?
0: Yeah. So we were in Crested Butte for five weeks leading up to the Colorado mile. And um Joe and I worked really hard to put that together. I mean, you guys know how hard races are to come by right now. So um, we really just wanted to do something. and um, to make it in Colorado was special, just because we have our community around us, and um, the Colorado mile is kind of just a cool thing to do because normally it's just you have like one shot at it in college, like indoors somewhere. Um, so that was really fun. And yeah, to be able to raise money for a good cause like the Sachs Foundation, um, was great. We, uh, surpassed our expectations with donations, um, and all of that went towards, uh, a scholarship for, um, black students in the Denver area. So that was, that was really cool to see. And just to be able to race again too was, uh, was awesome. Yeah.
1: Do you think that that's going to be a race that you guys do, um, like every year or do you think that's going to be now something on the calendar that you guys are like all right this was really successful this year I know it's a weird year but do you think you guys will ever return to do that
0: I honestly don't know I was thinking during the race I was like I kind of hope this happens again because this is really fun yeah it was a really it was a really good time um but I'm not I'm not sure I mean especially leading up to the Olympics who who really knows but um it was just a fun way to get a rust buster in pretty low pressure so you know maybe it will maybe it will turn into thing to a thing we'll see but yeah. I'd like it to for sure
1: um, so we're gonna go into a segment actually um, that we don't typically have on the podcast but it's called no explanation answers I think we've done this once or twice before but you're actually the first guest um, on the podcast that Josh and I have actually never spoken to in person so this is like the first oh, real formal conversation that we've had so in all honesty the only thing that we know about you Um, are the things we see over social media or from we we hear from our friends or whatever. So we're going to try to get to know you better as well as our sit and kick listeners. And so um, how this works is we're going to give you a question um, and you're going to respond in as few words as possible. It doesn't have to be one word. Um, It can be a few words, but the goal of it is you make a statement and you can't explain or double track or back yourself to give your reasons (laughs) why. Um, So... Yeah, this this is a, a good segue because we're gonna throw some banter at you later um, that we formulated up um, as a duo. So All right. uh, I'm gonna hit it off with the first one. Who is your biggest rival slash frenemy?
0: Ooh, Katie Rainsberger. Oh, nice.
1: Smart. Nice. She from, is she, she's she's Dave, from no explanation.
2: Oh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> All right. I mean, you're I'm not the one that's okay.
1: Yeah, I, I got to remind myself this. the rules. Stop, I explain no, the rules, no, and no. here I am. Switch <laughs> on, Dave. Switch on, switch on. Okay.
2: I really okay, want to ask this question now, but okay. Uh, did you really want to come on this podcast?
0: Yes. Oh, How about of I to no to that? <laughs> I don't so know because that would just be funny. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I would
2: have respected you more if you'd said no, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. You have a race day tradition?
0: Race day tradition. Big breakfast. Big with, breakfast? Yeah. Big breakfast. Uh, a lot of pancakes and peanut butter and bacon, preferably. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Peanut nice. butter is disgusting. Josh is definitely allergic <laughs> to peanut butter. So if you've had peanut butter oh, and you're on no. this podcast, you're probably gonna make him use an EpiPen just through the broadcast. So the more broad- the more, the more questions it.
2: we get on, the more I lose respect for you, but it's fine. Let's keep going. Um <laughs> Did you wish you ran the mile in Colorado so he could keep the record?
0: Oh absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> definitely.
1: <laughs> like um who's your favorite host so far?
0: Oh man, guys. Oh. <laughs> oh man i'm um, i'm gonna say josh because i haven't i've never met him and i've always run at championships with him and was not what expecting the but... extremely deep voice there so. thank
2: you very much <laughs> uh that's what happens when you're d1 dave um yeah. so which which host uh would you say has a useless communication degree which one do you think me or dave uh you both yeah we both
0: all
1: right we got a f- we got two more um what's your least favorite university to race against uh, oregon Oh,
0: shit. Ho- obviously. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: and then uh your favorite spikes racing in college dave wrote that one i don't think it's very interesting
0: <laughs> favorite spike
2: yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, uh, the victory elites, yeah.
2: Oh, you're nice. All right, so we know you a bit better now. You're yeah. nice. No, yeah. now I'm feeling better. Now I
1: feel like we're less friends because you chose Josh over me, but at least we have a little <laughs> bit more of an acquaintance, and you don't think I have a useless communication with you. So,
0: I mean, yeah. I gave you one. One of the two isn't bad.
1: Yeah, that's, that's good. good. That's good. pretty good. 50%. <laughs> I think mine rounds up and Josh's rounds down. Yeah, so, something like that. so you were... We did research and by we, I mean, I, I did research. So you're born in Indiana, you grew up in Phoenix and you mm-hmm. went to CU. Um, what can places like UNM and Western Oregon do to attract, attract top caliber athletes um, from this country? Because UNM recruits um, people from all over the world to where I feel like CU is largely um, domestic. Like what what can you give advice to University of New Mexico for the recruitment?
2: And Western Oregon, of
1: course. And Western – I mean, Western Oregon also doesn't have the budget to recruit in-country, <laughs> so I don't think that was that was fair to add them in.
0: Yeah, I mean, Billy and Mark and Heather are always just so good at finding talent. Um, I think, like, someone like myself, I always improved every year in high school. Um, like, I just got better every year. I mean, and that's, like – that's hard to do. Like, that's not always the case. Like, injuries come up and stuff. But um, – I think progression is important. I think um, like balance is important. I don't know, like not having someone who only runs. And I mean, there's just, there's a lot of burnout, I feel like Mm -hmm. in high school, especially with girls, which is complicated and, you know, a whole other whole other issue. But um, I just think someone who's like still excited about the sport and um, who's had like you know, some amount of training, you know, running a decent amount, but not, like, absolutely killing themselves throughout high school, um, but, yeah, luckily for us, like, we have a lot of people from Colorado, and Colorado kids are just good, so if you yeah. can recruit from Colorado, like, you should do that, <laughs> but, yeah,
2: don't know if you heard or not but I realized just now that the two best New Mexico athletes that we had in the state of New Mexico did go to Colorado so yeah. not great from us and um, but that's just the way it goes was there anything on your visit that just made you go wow this is a school I want to go to like what I feel like the, the- importance with recruiting visits and it definitely gives you that feel like maybe gives you a homely feel you're like okay this is the place I want to go like was there a moment during that visit where you're like okay like this is great and and for for high schools um high school girls like what to expect when they're going into their visits and and how to act and things like that
0: right um I mean with CU I just I knew it was a place that I would Love even if running didn't work out. Like if I broke both my legs, the day I arrived on campus, like I still would have been happy. um So that was important, and obviously, like your major is important. Maybe I don't know what you get. Maybe you guys think majors are important. Oh, stop it. (laughs) Ours are important. I went to class. Um, but, But
2: yeah,
0: that was important, and um yeah, for girls going to school, I mean, ask questions no nobody likes a recruit that just sits there with like like glazed over not asking any questions so I brought like a really dorky notebook and I had all my questions and um I knew what I kind of knew what to say in front of Mark and Heather that's probably not true but um yeah just know what you're know what you want to know and you know leave not having any questions unanswered is what I'd say Kind of
1: like a two-parter off of what you said. Um, one, is that going to be something that you tell high school athletes? Or is that something that high school athletes should know now? That, like, if you break both your legs the day you arrive on campus, you're going to be happy? Like, should that be, like, an underlying commitment level to a college?
0: I mean, I think so. Because yeah. running doesn't... Obviously, you know, running did work out for me. And I'm really lucky that it did. And I went to a school that set me up to be a successful athlete. But mm-hmm. I running doesn't always work out and I've seen a lot of people get to college and it's not what they want to do anymore or it's not what they thought and um you gotta love where you're at and even if you are running and it's going well like you have to be happy yeah outside of running to be good at it and so yeah
2: yeah Josh you taking I notes on like a hard degree yeah well you know you know I, I at least I came out with a communication degree and I was like you know that's tough I had to I had to run well um, and then, you know, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll get a master's degree and, and, and you know, that's what I'm pursuing and Dave's just sitting on his R. So I get it. I, I think me and you're on the same boat. So, um, so recruitment to altitude, is there anything that, you know, you, you kind of, you're in high school and you're at sea level, is there anything, um, you know, you wanted to know or anything you wish you knew at sea level and um, going into college altitude?
0: Yeah. I mean, I just, I think I would have wished I knew how tired I'd be all the time, <laughs> I mean, it's just, everything is, I mean, obviously, you forget about it in training after a while, it just, like, it just goes away, but, um, you do have to, everything else gets cranked up a notch, too, like, I felt like I had to sleep way more to be adequate in running, and I had to eat more, and, um, it's just an adjustment like anything else, but, and that also could have been just like going to school too, in general and being stressed and stuff like that. But um, yeah, altitude's like a whole, I don't want to sit here like and say that it's the best thing in the world. Like, I, I don't know the best way to train. I don't think anybody knows, but uh, it's definitely like a different world and mm-hmm. um, it just takes, it's just a little, it's just different, I guess is what I
2: so, yeah. I, think it, I think it's personal to everyone you know it's you know I I responded really well to it and I think that's why um I was successful in college but I, I know people that have gone to altitude schools and, and really struggled because they just I mean maybe they weren't getting the blood tests and they were really low in iron or ferritin or like they were just they were struggling in in, in places but you know if you can if you can tick those boxes and uh, I, th- I think it definitely does help you know I was at altitude for four or five years and I'm in Seattle, so we'll see how that goes. But um, you know, when I've got Dave there kicking my ass every day, it's 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 easier. But yeah, it's it's definitely a transition for sure. Um, but you know, I love it. I love I love being at altitude, and when we go on camp, it's always fun.
1: Yeah, we are yeah, at 118 feet, so I'm kind of uh, not able to answer that. 118 feet doesn't really get you any bonuses. Josh, what was your blood levels? What was that like massively high number that you have though?
2: Oh, you want to talk about blood levels, dude?
1: I just want to talk about that one blood level that you have. What is it?
2: Um I want to get this right. My first in level was like two
1: thirty. Yeah. One. What? It was hundred. It, it was yeah. stupid. It was stupid. I've, never taken, I've never taken I've never are taken iron or anything like that in my life. Yeah, all? he doesn't take iron or anything. Like you just all right. straight up
0: that's not that's not cool. I don't <laughs> yeah I need to go now. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> yep, I right. don't I don't have that. I have the opposite. I mean I've been here for five years and I still I'm over here drinking Nasty liquid iron through a straw, you some, know. Like I can't. Some people have
2: it, some people don't, Danny. That's just the way it goes. <laughs> just don't have it. <laughs> nah, I might have to put in our little group chat later that I need to get that taken out, or else everyone know my secret. um <laughs> yeah, <so>. seriously. <laughs> yeah. you know, I, something I wanted to to know, you know. Women get to run six k for cross country, which allows the milers to have a chance. Uh, men have to run ten k, which allows the the milers to not have a chance. You know, I was definitely something along those lines. And uh, being two hundred <laughs> something at NCBL is, is definitely a tough. is a tough thing to happen to you. So, you know, what are your thoughts on bringing both men and women up to up and down to eight k cross country? What are your thoughts on that?
0: And. That's just You're such right, a tough so question, because I want to I, I be like, yeah, like, men and women equal oh, all day gosh. long, but I'm also like, I'm a miler, and, like, <laughs> I benefited from the 6K for sure, but, yeah, I don't know. I honestly think 8K would be great. I think 6K is a little short, honestly. I mean, 5K is... Geez, well, yeah,
2: I mean, you do I, 5K through the season as
0: well, right? Right, right. So it's yeah that's like that's short I mean high school girls do that and it's yeah I think 8k is a good middle ground um but I've been back and forth with that because there's times where I'm like yeah we should do 10k like just let's do what the men do it's not a big not a big deal no
2: it's a big deal it's very difficult
0: yeah but it is a big
2: deal
1: for someone with 230 ferritin or whatever, Josh, you should have done a lot better. Your placement at NCAAs was equal to the amount of ferritin you have in your body. How ironic is that?
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> it, 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 all those numbers <laughs> just plucked out the freaking air, dude. So both of them, yeah. Obviously I've not got a very good imagination, but yeah. It, it's the back to back 10Ks, all right? It's the back to back 10Ks. Dave doesn't know what it's like being at D2, but you know, up in the D1 level where, you know, people shine and we have a hard time and we get big contracts and stuff. Like it's, it's a very difficult lifestyle, Dave, okay? <laughs> so don't give me a hard time.
0: 2:30, <laughs> man. That's. Thanks. That's tough.
1: <laughs> yeah, tough to tough to beat. Um, but obviously, there's there's easy ways to get into Josh's head. Um, if only we used the video and you can see how red Josh gets and how sweaty he's wearing a long sleeve, by the way, for the record, just so <laughs> his sweat dark stains shirt. and a dark shirt, so sweat stains won't be able to come through his shirt. This is um, this
2: is legitimate bullying right here. Like, yeah. okay, I finished nearly <laughs> third last cross country. Like, yeah. we get it. I got enough yeah. abuse run you know it took me like 33 34 <laughs> minutes to finish this tank kit. You think I got enough abuse then? Yeah, I did.
1: I mean, so, you are the guest <laughs> on Danny and I's podcast, so Josh if you <laughs> had like,
2: a- just get over it. Like I don't understand why we're still talking about it. this. Yeah. What with the next question? All right,
1: well, we'll we'll go ahead and go. Josh is in the hot seat and and that's going to come in later anyhow. So, um <laughs> so you've had like a pretty successful collegiate career not only as like the latter half of your career but Partway through. So, did you have any thoughts of transitioning to the the pro career after NCA indoors in 2017 when you won the DMR and 3K? I believe that was the year. And then also after 2018 when you won the um, international mile at the pre classic.
0: Yeah, it, it honestly never crossed my mind. Um, I really just wanted to finish all the way through. I, you know, maybe I'm cocky, and to say that I thought that I. I thought that I had a long time to run professionally and maybe I do, maybe I don't, but I knew that I only had four years to run at CU um, or five and I wanted to, or to finish that up. or six. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just a cute time yeah, It
2: must be tough to get <laughs> that degree. Huh?
0: Right. Yeah. At least you guys got your degree in a reasonable amount of time. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but yeah, I never even thought about it. I wanted to definitely wanted to stay around for cross and, I just wanted to do, I guess I just wanted to, like, master that level before I, I moved on to the to the next one.
1: So then you, um, in, like, interviews and things like that, we were listening through, um, you talked a lot about your transferring to the pro-life coming out of Boss um, and Colorado, just kind of like the similarities with Colorado and the training group, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um. Are you just going to continue to send us mixed messages with all like the different brand and clothing that you constantly wear? Because, like, we're probably going to need a time frame at some point. When you're wearing gonna... a new
2: balance shirt right now, she's probably got Nike shorts on and Brooke shoes, wow. most likely because of the best shoes yeah. in the game. Um, oh, I was Nike right,
0: sh- I was actually you're, right. You're, Let's 100%, go. you're 100% right, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yep, Nike shorts, New Balance top. Uh, yeah, gotta keep people on their toes, you know. Um, yeah, I'm obviously not decided on a brand but uh and things were pretty slow going which is totally understandable given Mm -hmm. the the world uh is on its way to ending a little bit but yeah (laughs) um yeah I mean I definitely didn't want to show any and I still don't want to show any of my cards and I I don't want to uh just because all through college I think people had this idea of what my career would be you know stay where I was and sign with a certain brand and I just from the outside it seemed really I was really predictable but um I don't want to yeah I don't want to limit myself in any way and um we'll see what what comes along but hopefully you know things start to come together a little bit (laughs) and the it gets less confusing for everybody
2: yeah we're we're all sitting here just looking for a time frame to be honest but i mean is there is there a point where you're like okay you know i'm sure you have contracts that have been shown to you you know where your values at you're trying to find the best scenario and i think at this point it's, it is a fantastic time for the athletes to have shown themselves in in collegiate in the collegiate system where it's not a rush you know there is a lot of um you Know a lot of things to sort out, and normally only people only have a couple of weeks. And you know, you're taking your time, it's whatever, like, we're not worried about that at all. You know, Josh we know you're gonna to sign Ollie with the Brooks and B's. decided
1: to leave. That's pretty much what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, you signed with Howie Management, um, pretty early, right? Is that
0: correct? Yeah, I mean, it didn't feel like it in my eyes. I felt like I spent like days on days on the phone, yeah, you know, talking to agents and stuff, but yeah, um, yeah, I mean. I honestly did not have a normal experience. I'm still not having a very normal experience. Um, I haven't met, I still have yet to meet Howie in person. Um, <laughs> but I had a lot of phone conversations with him and I just think we're on the same page. You know, we have the same morals and I think we're, we, I don't know. I, I love the way he conducts his, uh, agency and I love that it's smaller. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, we just, it was a pretty easy decision for me. Um, and it's been great so far, but, um, yeah, that was pretty quick. And then obviously the, the deal has been a little smaller, but I think, or longer, but I don't think what people realize is that, um, and I didn't realize it either. Cause I, you know, I finished, didn't finish. I got told to leave at the indoor championship and I'm like, all right, well, I'll just go pro. And it was crickets, you know, companies were in no way, shape or form ready to, you know, sign athletes and, you know, commit to to athletes and understandably so. But um, it's just been a long, long process, but um, I'm happy to be where I'm at and be with my group and my agent. So it's I'd say it's going well so far.
2: You know, you have a lot of different brands within that boss group, and it must be great to be able to see, um, you know, this is a scenario that has come up, uh, obviously, the the COVID-19 stuff and uh, companies are losing money left, right and center, just how each company is reacting to the scenario and the treatment of their own athletes, you know, you know, with with all those different brands, I'm sure all the athletes are getting treated a little bit differently, you've probably got four or five different brands in there. So it must be nice to see that. And that'll help, you know, sway your decision to see, you know, what brands you want to be a part of and, and, you know, how you're going to be treated in the future.
0: Right. Yeah. And it's it's that makes it easier and harder because, it's, you know, the, the brands that are focusing on um, athletes that they have and they want to um, that they want to support are, you know, obviously delaying things, which is most most companies right now. Um, but yeah, definitely watching those guys has been good for me. And honestly, like one of my first days at practice, Joe kind of circled us up and was like, I don't know what you guys think, but this is not an off year. Like we have to be racing and we have to be competing because I need to make sure you guys have a, you know, if people start getting dropped or, you know, worst case scenario happens, you guys have to be the last ones that they consider doing that too. And, and that's an extreme, you know, that's, you know, thinking really worst case scenario, but, um, that was a part of us wanting to race. It's almost like out of, it's almost like a fear thing, you know, is yeah, wanting to stay relevant and present in the sport.
1: Yeah, no, that, that's definitely a thing that's going on right now. And I know, um, companies, handle their athletes very differently in scenarios like this. And we had a a sit down talk um, with Danny, our coach, not you, Danny, um, but our coach, Danny Mackey and, and Brooks flat out said like, they're not going to be cutting salaries because there's no races going on. And like getting that reassurance there from like sports marketing and things like that just made, made that come off our shoulders. Like the pressure was off that like, we can focus on the things we need to focus on and not have that little thing on the back of our mind of, Oh my gosh, I'm not going to hit my races. I'm not going to, be able to do this and that so i I do agree with you that like this isn't an off year and i think that treating this year as any other year as like a a stepping stone to the next spot is going to put all of us um especially in our young careers because i think unfortunately i'm the oldest one in this and i'm 24 so it's like um in our young careers like this is an off year because now it's no longer an olympic year but it doesn't mean like the work isn't still need to be put in and it still needs to be treated any differently than before um the wait danny have you competed in olympic trials i have not (laughs) have you josh yeah i was fourth you're in 2016 you were fourth correct i didn't know that wow was it still top two guarantee even if you didn't have the standard uh
2: no so the uk is uh you have to have the standard to be picked and Uh, it's top two if you had the standard picked in third wild card and I was nowhere near the standard and someone may have fallen
1: in the race and Okay, wow. yeah, I was just curious. Um, I was there. So... I was there. Okay, guy. <laughs> our our last serious question before we actually get into the best segment of any podcast that has ever existed in the running world, which is the Banter Bowl. Um, but w- the last serious question is, were you promised, like, anything from agents in this process that, like, we could get you this, we can get you that? Like, was, was those things kind of offered to you, even though there's so many things up in the air?
0: Yeah, and I think – that went into my decision too, because um, obviously people want to tell you what you want to hear and that's that you're still going to sign a contract and you're, everything's going to be fine, but we don't know that. Um, and I just thought how Howie was really realistic with me and, um, realistic, but hopeful. And that's kind of been my whole thing throughout this whole process is, you know, don't, Yeah, he's never gonna tell me something that is not true or is, you know, overly optimistic and I appreciated that about him.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's difficult to wade through all the bullshit that you get told during the process and when you have a limited amount of time it's very easy to kind of fall into that trap, especially if you haven't been educated about it. And I had a conversation with Howie actually I think probably six months back and um it was an awesome conversation. I think he's one of the most honest agents out there for sure. So you've definitely got a good one there, which is, it was just always nice um, to, to, to have a, to start with a great agent is always, it was the best start. You know, they're, they're going to be the ones hopefully throughout your career that, you know, that you're going to be with and, and signing multiple contracts with. So, you know, you've got to make sure you get that one right. And that's something that people get wrong, um, right. At the start. And it's, it's actually one of the more important, you know, you know, ones, especially as athletes, you know, uh, if, you know, high schoolers or college athletes are listening to this, you know, we pay 15% to these people um, or that's kind of the, the sports kind of number for some reason, um, 15% to, to these agents. And that's a lot of money for, for, for a sport that, you know, against bigger sports don't actually get a lot of money. Um, so, you know, you need to make sure that you're making a smart decision and you're paying these people for doing a job and they do the job well. So that's really important, especially, you know, I've, I've that, you know, it's a lot more important than you think um especially when you're losing all that money to them all the time losing yep. paying whatever
1: yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah you want to be they make pay. sure you're paying them not necessarily losing i guess that's like a
2: good yeah i think, I think the definition of it should be that they earn their 15 percent so the fit so you're not you're not yeah yeah you're getting you had to, you're paying them 15 percent but you're paying them 15 percent of the money that you wouldn't be able to earn if you didn't have them that's that's what the model should be in this in this yeah. scenario. Uh, I'm I'm done ranting about agents. Done
1: ranting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, Danny, we're gonna rotate into this thing called the banter Bowl. This is the fun. This is the uh. Because you haven't say, had
2: fun already.
1: Because you haven't yeah. had fun already. I know you you've, you've yeah, seemed yeah. very um un unattentive to what we're talking about. So the banter Bowl, <laughs> This is where we shake it out. This is where we have some fun. We throw some shade. Um. And we're gonna go ahead and hit it off with. In season two, we had Ollie Hor. Um, and he shared a story about the NCA cross country after party. Did you go to Morgan and Ollie's house party um, in 2018 cross country? And were you someone that peed on the outside of the house to make the pee ring?
0: <laughs> Shoot. I was there, yes. I was very much there. Um,
2: you were very much there. There's I definitely very more much there. there.
0: I, I didn't even know about the pee ring, so, but I kind of wish I would have. Um, (laughs) instead i think i peed in front of like two throwers and like they were locked in there with me and they're like hey like did you win today and i'm like Yeah, what's up guys (laughs) (laughs) yeah
2: yeah, i I think dave should have gone to that part he was there but he he thought he was too old he was the old guy (laughs) yeah well uh,
1: there's nothing worse than a, a d2 guy Signed with Brooks and then going to a college party where I really don't know anybody. I'd been like, what's up, guys? Like, I I knew everyone. I'm a stat guy. So I would have known everyone, but no one would have known me. And that's what's the weird part about a party. you're
2: a household name these days.
1: I'm not a household name.
2: You're the second best podcast host. So, I mean, (laughs) you're a household name. Um, So, actually, Dave, you asked this next question.
1: All right, yeah. Because I'm a household name, um, I wanted to ask a question because this – directly um impacts me my following my listeners is running with the buffaloes a better book than small school big dreams
0: i oh i've never read small school big
1: dreams but you have read running with the buffaloes
0: i mean yeah but you can't ask a buffalo which is better that's just
1: like uh, i didn't know you if you were gonna lie to me funny. when you you lied to josh and said he was the better host so i don't know if you'd also <laughs> lie to me and say my book was great but i didn't i didn't know
2: that um i didn't know that small school big dreams was really a it's not a book, really, is it?
1: It's a it's as a much of a – no, it's not as much as a book as Running with the Buffaloes. But back to Running with the Buffaloes, um, <laughs> for the Running at the Buffaloes, Running with the Buffaloes, is that like a – do you have to read that to be a Colorado Buffalo? Like, is that like a recruitment thing? Like, you go to campus, you get handed a book and, say, return in six months with a commitment in the book summary?
0: I don't know, guys. To be honest with you, I, I, I really skimmed it, so <laughs> – I
2: don't even know if I'm a true
1: buffalo. That's
2: true. Oh, Lord. Not a true <laughs> buffalo. I mean, I i definitely haven't read it, but I'm not much of a reader. Does it have an audiobook? <laughs> if it has an audiobook, I might give it a listen. You need to do an audiobook for Small School Big Dreams, Dave, actually. That would be Nobody great. Nobody
1: wants to hear my voice reading oh, all my pages. You want to? I'll make one special <laughs> for you for your birthday then. Josh, <laughs> take it away on the next one.
2: <laughs> um, who do you look up to more as a buffalo, Jenny Simpson or Emma Coburn?
0: so mean yes Uh,
2: we should have done that question for uh, no explanation but we'll give you an explanation
0: yeah I mean I can't
2: you can if anything you have to
0: yeah I have to gosh I mean I don't know guys I I think I've been around Jenny more um and she really propelled me through college so I'll say Jenny for now um Jenny is the most decorated distance runner of all time and she's also just one of the best people I mean we went to church every weekend when that was happening and um you know got close I got close with her and her husband Jason and it's just been it's been awesome to have her around as a, as a friend, but, um, her and Emma really just, they're both so successful. They really conduct their careers in a different way. Um, you know, I think Emma's more present on social media and, um, just has a different approach to training and, uh, just like their lifestyles in general are very different. So I think I'm lucky to be around both of them. I've got just to, You know, there's no one way to do something good, and they both do it really differently, and they do it really well.
2: I would say that's a roundabout way to say that Jenny didn't steal your Colorado mile record, so that's why. (laughs) That's
0: also fair. I might as well have some bitter feelings about that.
1: That's a very polite way to compliment both, but then also choose one over the other. I to, um, we didn't learn that in our
2: communication degrees, but we need to write that one down, Dave.
1: <laughs> so you did just join a new team. So we want to know, aka I wrote this, because um, Josh is the guy for me. So who's the smelliest teammate that you have?
0: The smelliest teammate?
1: Okay. Smelliest teammate. I don't smell. I smell like roses, dude.
0: <laughs> I think I'm going to say uh, Morgan McDonald, but I think I'm just going to say it just because I like giving him a hard time. Nice. Uh, I'm actually...
2: He was trying to give you a hard time for this.
1: He was. Round. He was trying to give you a hard time. He, uh, He's he's kind of our inside man. He's like an official sit and kick staffer. So I messaged him. I was like, oh. yo, give me some dirt on Danny Jones. What do you got? And he's like, I'll just read you the text straight up. He's like, um, <laughs> she's just a great person. And I'm like, I can't use that against her. I can't use that she's a great person. Like, so so like, yeah, I'm exactly. Sure. But he did say that your family's good at basketball and you're not. Is that a thing? Oh,
0: that's 100% a thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a great basketball player, so I wouldn't know what that's like.
0: I'm surprised you didn't say something about the peanut butter. Honestly, when Josh said he hated peanut butter, it reminded me of Morgan. because
1: Oh, I mean, his first thing was, I made fun of her for liking peanut butter so much, but that might reflect more on me than her.
2: <laughs> craziest thing you've seen at an NCAA party. The
0: what? The worst thing I've seen? The,
2: the, cra- the craziest. I, I, think, I think, you know, I was, you know, like 18 in most of my freaking NCAA parties, so I didn't get to go out, but... Some of some of those athletes that um were out are just they just go nuts. So I just yeah. want to see if you had any experiences of some craziness.
0: I don't know. I Mark and Heather are always and I think they did this intentionally where we you know, you finish a race and then you get on a plane right after and maybe that's just to avoid like having to pick someone up from like jail Jail? Later. Yeah <laughs> Jail or
2: <laughs> or something. But,
0: yeah. Uh I don't have, like, crazy story, but I do remember at that cross party, there was, <laughs> this is so pathetic, my mom had to come pick me up, and and I'm going to throw Carlos under the bus, too, because she picked him up, too, <laughs> and we were, like, getting in the back seat, and there was, like, a guy laying on the lawn, like, face down, and my sister's, like, yelling out the car door like put him in the recovery position like what's happening? <laughs> and carlos is like no no like mrs jones i'm good like you go ahead i'll find a ride like there's still there's, there's still stuff happening in there and then i get a call we like drive away we're two blocks away and carlos calls me again and he's like hey come pick me up like <laughs> the cops are here <laughs> i'm like so my mom had to like bookie to go pick nice carlos <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's the best that. I don't have a lot of a lot of
1: craziness I mean that's also a good thing I mean the more crazy stories you have sometimes that can lead to the the worst races you have you know I, I feel like there is like a, a status quo of like and then this is kind of what me and Josh try to break out um is like there are very disciplined athletes but then there are also athletes that let loose and it's like there's a lot of means to an end on on things and that's what you're kind of saying too with emma and jenny that like they're accomplishing things in different ways not necessarily saying that it's okay to party or not okay to party um it's okay, but, party. yeah but th- i'm saying see, it is. yeah and see on my end it was just like i never partied in college so it's just like i'm on the opposite spectrum and i think what what josh why why I just why why, you your why? <laughs> why so they
2: right. try to pin himself as this like vegetable that <laughs> just likes to get up work hard go to bed or whatever but this guy goes wild
1: Okay, not not talking. Um, so, yeah, when I say we did research, I mean, I messaged Carlos, he didn't give me any dirt on you. I messaged Morgan, he didn't do any give you any dirt. Um, I messaged some Colorado teammates. They didn't give me any dirt. I messaged your old roommate McKenna. She didn't even reply to me. Um, oh, so me. yeah, so <laughs> everyone has been pretty quiet when it comes to Danny Jones dirt, but, I personally heard a rumor that the Colorado women don't shave their armpits during a cross-country season until they win a title. Is that true?
0: <laughs> oh, man, you would not want that. But, uh, <laughs> no, that is not true. Oh,
1: okay, but good to know. I'll cross that off I, my thought I knew list.
0: I know for a fact that their men's teens don't shave their, I want to say porn stash, but I
1: <laughs> <their> mustache, mustache. <laughs> honestly I thought you were going to say something a lot worse than their mustache so we're on the same page there
0: <laughs> yeah and we have to put up with that all fall so if there was a team that did not shave their armpits for an entire year I wouldn't even feel that bad because yeah. us girls which, put up with a lot more which so. NCAA
1: team do you think what well, what NCAA women's team do you think don't shave their armpits for an entire cross country season BU <laughs> Oh, we not
2: talk about men. Ma- oh, I thought you were talking about my stashes.
1: No, I'm. Ta- we're talking I- about women's NCAA teams.
2: Oh, okay.
0: I mean, see, you would, would be a pretty good guess, honestly. I had some teammates that didn't shave their legs for a while, but um, I'm just gonna say Oregon because I don't like them very much.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was gonna like- say New Mexico as well.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, gonna, that or New Mexico, I can decide.
2: That's disgusting. <laughs> um, so, I think you know. Sometimes me and Dave feel bad um, because we're just throwing stuff at you all the time. So we need to uh, we need to give you this opportunity to to you know if you have any rumors that you've heard about us or any banner you want to sling towards you know Dave's terrible facial hair in his his book. That's Get, you know costing him money or you know me with my successful career anything like that yeah. you know anything along those lines that that you just feel like you want to get off your chest because we have been throwing quite a lot you, you this is this is the time for it so if there's anything that, that's coming to mind you just you just fire
1: that away you, you can end your you can end whenever josh you're just rambling Go just gonna, time to think of stuff like i don't
0: know where sit and kick came from it actually came from josh and the fact that he's never led an NCAA race.
1: <laughs> Josh, you want to go ahead? <laughs> he's just... Okay,
2: guy. <laughs> this, this right, okay. The uh, amazing name of sit and kick. I don't. I think we went through about ninety names before we got there, but. I've led races.
1: <laughs> I don't think you've re- I don't think you've led an NCA race. I've watched all of them.
2: 20, 2018 indoor NCAA championships. Okay, but well, you led after six 600 out of the eight meters. laps. Oh my no, I, I led
1: I led six out of the eight laps. So <laughs> shit it. Defensive defensive much.
0: I'll put my foot in my mouth. I'm sorry.
1: That's all right. I mean one of five, that's fine.
2: Oh, you, all right all right buddy
1: yeah that's no, we,
2: no, no it was fair early on I, I didn't uh I, I did just kind of wait my turn and, and that was just kind of what I had I wasn't much of a strength guy but then you know being at altitude kind of gives you the more strength so I kind of worked towards that but wait
1: yeah. your first NCA title yeah sorry go for it Danny
0: uh, I was just gonna say I can I can I can't make fun of you for that because I think of all my titles, I've won by like a total of
2: three seconds, like total margin. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You will make when you do all your work, and then and then you just come through oh, and think low, it's a big low time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: I
1: can't talk. Just Josh, you time. led your first NCAA title. You did the six out of eight laps, but then you established the next tactic as sitting and kick. Was that, that like was,
2: a? That was my third one. But what what are you saying? Your
1: third one with chess
2: No, that was my that was my first one. I didn't lead any of that until the last two laps.
1: Oh, okay. Or Fair maybe enough. I
2: did a couple. But... You
1: no, know, we actually were running through names previously. Like one of them was attractive, and like track would obviously be track. Um, but Josh didn't fit that status, but he did fit the status quo, uh, quo of like sit and kick. So we decided to turn that one. Um, so we're. You're
0: uh... just gonna sit there and take all this. You're not even gonna defend yourself. These things
2: happen, you know. You need to you need to give people like little people like Dave the little wins that he can get. You know, I mean.
1: All right. And then typically Danny, after the banter bowl segment, we let our guests name the episode because Josh and I's creativity is just through the roof and we want to be able to highlight our guests' creativity. So I'm gonna say three, two, one, and you're gonna be able to name the episode. So whenever you're ready, are you ready? Yeah. All right. Uh you can name it in three, two, one.
0: Danny Jones signs with dot dot dot. Nobody. <laughs> Yet.
2: I, can't, I can't wait for people to try and find what dot, dot, dot is. What brand dot, make dot, it dot like, is.
0: Make it like 50
1: dots.
2: Like 50 dots? A lot of dots. A significant a amount of dots. I like it. This has been <laughs> fun. Right. This has been a good episode. I've really enjoyed it. I think uh, I learned a lot about, you know, your nutrition um what you like to eat and then i, I knew, we know a lot more about the uh, the boss group so i think i know i've had a good time and uh, i'm sure i didn't i didn't crush dave's dreams too much or, or
1: annoying too much we're still i roommates. have no dreams left <laughs> luckily the boss accepts multiple brands so i'm out of here <laughs> <laughs>
0: right, yeah i think you guys had me on i had a really fun time was of great. course a, a slow meandering affair he wants to kick he's
1: gotta go now
0: we're with josh khan all right, here's David Ribbitt. Just Kerr. David Ribbitt. Josh Kerr's for real. Fastest c 2 1500 meters. Josh Kerr on the outside. Way up front now is David Ribbitt.